Well, hey there, everybody. I hope you're doing well. Thanks for tuning in, checking out another episode of O Jeremiah Talks. This is the podcast where my wife Erin and I uh, hang out on the couch and we sit down and we discuss the problems of the world and the problems of ourselves and anything else that comes up in conversation. Usually whenever we're deciding what we want to talk about, it's we've had an entire week uh, together and apart. And right before the podcast, we we come up to each other with a handful of something that has been weighing on us. So sometimes that is as simple as, oh my gosh, I love this show so much. We have to talk about this show. And sometimes it's bigger, like I have writer's block or I'm struggling with depression or so. Sometimes it's, that's the thing that I have to offer her. And that's the thing that she has to offer me. And then we sit down and we discuss it. That's as simple as it gets. And this week, as we are approaching the couch, we have this blue couch from Walmart that we got when we moved to Athens, and that is where we always meet up to do the podcast. Erin wanted to talk about grief, and it was one of those moments where you're like, yeah, that's exactly what we're going to talk about today. So she came up, we sat down on the blue couch from Walmart, and we just we just talked it out. So the conversation it, it's a sprawling conversation. It's about how we handle grief, but more importantly, it's how do we handle other people handling grief? Like what is expected of us, what is not expected of us, and how can we be better friends and companions during that stuff? I just I just got, made it to the other side of a long stint with grief, and that's kind of like where we start from, and then we, we sort of just go go from there. It's a wonderful conversation. If, you, if you've been experiencing the blues like we have over COVID, maybe this will help. Maybe this will be a starting point for helpful conversation in the future. I don't know, but it helped me a lot. So I'm, I'm honored to, to have this to share with you. So thanks for, for listening in. If you want the other half of this conversation, it's so easy. Just head over to Patreon. It's patreon.com slash ojeremiah. We talk about so much more. There's an entire half of the episode that we upload every week to Patreon. So if you want double the podcast, that's exactly how you get it. Also, we are doing a van build. We bought a Sprinter van, and I'm going to be posting like all of the progress, all of the videos. All of that is going to go on Patreon. And we also have exclusive music, like we have two new singles on there that we haven't released to the world. Like It's all happening on Patreon, and I think that you'll have a great time if you go. Uh, one last bit of housekeeping. If you are in Mississippi or Alabama, tomorrow we start a tour near you. So on Thursday, tomorrow, we are in Tuscaloosa, Alabama at Druid City. The next night we are at The Bean in Jackson, Mississippi. And then we are in Hattiesburg, Mississippi at the Thirsty Hippo outside. So it's all ages for the first time. And then we are wrapping up that little mini run in Callahan's in Mobile, Alabama, one of our favorite places on earth. So come out. Uh, we'd love to see you. If you're in Hattiesburg, those tickets are online. Um, everything else is just walk up because we're trying to do as much outside shows as we can. So all that to say, come hang out, listen to live music. We're playing every show like it's our last one because dang it, it might just be. You never know these days. You know what I mean? Okay, that's it. This is an episode of OGRMI Talks that I'm very proud of and I love my wife for having these hard conversations with me. And I hope that you enjoy it too. Let's do it. I want it to be you talking on the intro. I know we can together. Yeah. Okay. 
over the last 18 months, I've been swimming across like an uphill river. I know that <laughs> rivers aren't in hills, but um, it feels like, a, like I'm downstream swimming up of just a river of grief. I mean, it's like, I, I know you're not doing this on purpose, but it's like you're drowning yeah, day. <laughs> right. Uh, very appropriate. Yeah. But I feel like over the last 18 months, it's been just running uphill with a weighted vest on in the snow. But And water. And water. And <laughs> now I feel like I've made it to the other side and I'm looking back at it. And I'm like, wow, that is that is impressive for someone who was not built for that journey. Mm-hmm. I Because I have spent my entire life trying to train for another kind of marathon. Right. And this is the one that I chose. And now that I'm on the other side of it and I'm looking back at it, it's a really good opportunity for me to take inventory on what helped and what didn't help. Right. Because so many things that I tried, I, I mean, I threw everything at it. Mm-hmm. I, I, I went into, I mean, have we ever watched this much TV before? No, I'm starting to get concerned. Yes. Yeah. And I would be having Frasier on my phone, a podcast playing on my computer, and I have headphones on playing my guitar. Just anything I could do to keep the sad out. Mm-hmm. And then um, whenever we went with your family to that lake house and I almost drowned, it started this domino effect of grief to where it like really, that was whenever the snowball was a snowman, <laughs> uh, <laughs> a snow giant, a snowpocalypse. Yeah. Like that's whenever it had really grown to this like giant monster. Probably the peak of it. The peak. I would say. Yeah, I would. Like, I would definitely agree with you. And now that I'm at the other side of it, I'm also noticing that it was a very not unique thing for me to be going through. Right. Like I would say a lot, I think a lot more people than we know of are going through a really hard time. And that's kind of what sparked this today is like I, uh, I went to yoga before this and I just like couldn't get out of my head about like people around us um, like struggling really bad. Yeah. And like I'm, I would say like I'm having a really good day, but it's really hard for me to actually say that and also be really sad for my friends that are having a hard time right now, because I feel like I feel bad for it to some degree. Do you know what I mean? You feel bad for having a bad day. For having a good day. You feel bad for having a good day. Yeah, like I, I don't know if I'm allowed. It feels like I'm not allowed to whenever other people are like really suffering and going through the trenches. And I know I am. I know you're allowed to hold both at the same time. But it just kind of got me thinking about like, because as soon as someone goes through something really difficult, you, my brain goes like this, like it starts ruffling through all of the ideas of like how I can help them. Like what is, what is my role in regards to like loving them well? Because if you think about it, there, one, obviously there's a desire to, but also there's an expectation to. And I think that the conclusion I came to today in class, because I was really in my head, obviously, was that if able, like, like say for like your instance, or um, I mean, I, I wouldn't say like, like yours, I would say was like a very gradual release of suffering. It yeah. wasn't, it wasn't a, like a hard stop. You know what I mean? Right. 
It wasn't like a car accident of an event, like a like a tragic thing like that, which there are stuff like that. And I think that's like a, a time for like all hands on deck, like love as best as you can. Right. Right. But like in your situation and other people that go through like a really long season of depression or something, what are we expected to do? And so I, I came to the conclusion, though, that there's also a responsibility of the person that is suffering to express their needs. And I don't think that that's going to, I don't think that that can happen all the time, right? Because you're definitely not thinking like, oh, I need to give a rule book to my friends for how to love me well. That's that's not it. But like, if if there's like resentment there of like people not showing up, I almost feel like there should be a conversation around like how your needs can be met. Do you agree with that? I 100% agree with that. And I think if you're comfortable with it, I'm probably going to jump back and forth a lot with the drowning story because that's when I think about what I needed and when I needed it. Well, that was kind of a... No, I know, but I'm, yeah. I'm going with what you're, what you're talking about. Um, because right whenever it happened, it was what I needed was just a second to come down. And everyone else came up to me and immediately just started like showering me in their version of care. And, right. and that is not what I needed. What I needed was a minute. So, but it, it, yeah, everyone does default to what they need. Right. Which makes sense. Right. So when you said, what's the expectation from me, the friend not going through it, I would say the expectation is nothing or it should be nothing because there's nothing worse than you helping someone with what you would need if it's not what they would need. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like that's how you do damage by helping. Yeah. It's also hard because sometimes you act on your your desire to help in that way of like, oh, that's so nice. Like, thank you for, or like in a way that you would receive it well. And yeah, they they don't respond well, but at the same time, there's so much danger in not acting on anything. Like, what if you don't, do, not doing anything, I feel like is worse than, than, at least acting on it somewhat, right? I mean, I know you don't want to draw attention to like big events like, or big, like your your circumstance was very unusual. But I'm saying like for anyone that's just like struggling, um, like for example, w- like if we had some friends that got COVID, like my immediate reaction would be to go to make them a soup or something or like a healing, nourishing food. Sure. But like they might not. They might be like, "Whoa, what are you doing? Like, don't get, don't, don't get close to our house. Like, why are you, why are you even putting this on the front step? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, one hundred percent. And I, I think, I, I for some reason I have two different ways that my brain is trying to split into. One of them is the thought. It's the thought that counts. And at that point, you got to be like, "Oh, I, I wish they wouldn't have come, but it is nice that they thought about me." And the other thing, because would think, you rather that or not be thought about? Well, okay, so that's one end of it. The other end of it, I wonder, which is, are you are you making them soup from the goodness of your heart, or are you making it out of obligation that you feel like you need to help because they need you and because you have to come to the rescue? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I was struggling with that today. Yeah, like, are you doing it because you're afraid that when they get better, they're going to be like, you weren't there for me? So mm-hmm. it's almost like a trade off of yeah. So and. I think it can be both and. Mm-hmm. 
But I wonder which one are you motivated more by? And could you, can you spot the difference? Because there, there was, there was once, um, of a friend of mine had something that they went through that I could not relate to at all. Like a, a very specific problem to them. And I knew if I said anything, it would make it worse. So I didn't say anything. And then the next day that person came up to us and said, I just really feel like you weren't there for me. And what I was doing was being there for them by not putting my foot in my mouth. Yeah. Because I wanted to help, but I knew, you know, as much as you would love to help, as much as you would love to be their hero, this is not for you. Mm -hmm. This is not your thing. And I ended up hurting them, but I feel like I hurted them. I hurted them. (laughs) I hurt them way less than I would have had I tried to, like, Tony Robbins their lives. Yeah. Which is what I probably would have done. Because I think we feel really equipped to help people with stuff that, like, we've been through. Yeah. And so we're more inclined to, like, say something or, like, act on it. But it's, yeah, so looking back at, like, your struggles over the last 18 months or so, like, was there a time where you, I feel like there was a time where you were able to communicate to me that you just needed space to be sad. So I, so I was like, oh, that's really good to know. So I'm going to do that. Yeah. And then, but then... Has, was there a time where you like communicated what you needed and it didn't get it, you didn't ever receive it? Yeah. Anytime I tell you that, like, I need vocal affirmation. Oh, I meant from people in general, but if we can do this oh, about well, me. If well, you want. I'd rather not dog other friends. I feel like you could take it if I said it. OK. Um, yeah. Like if I'm having like a really insecure day, because when I am the most sad, it's my own doing. It's because the voice inside my head sidesteps any guard I have. And it's just like, oh, I'm going to go for the jugular every time. Mm-hmm. That uh, that inner critic that knows all my dirty secrets will hurt my feelings. And I'll go to you and I'll be like, I need you to tell me that he's wrong. Mm-hmm. And you struggle with vocal I've tried really, Lately, I've tried so hard, though. I know. You're like, you're really good at peanut butter no, and jelly sandwiches. Stop. <laughs> no, stop, babe. But like... Like in our texting yesterday, like I feel like I was trying really, really hard because I knew you were in a bad spot. And so I was like trying to give you tools to work through it. Yeah, you're really good at texting. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Like because I remember whenever we used to when we were a couple and we would we would get into arguments, you'd be like, I'm just going to write you a letter. And then we would leave and you would write this eloquent letter that fully explained everything that you said. It helps me like focus. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel that way with uh, with your with how to build you up too. right. But yeah, what, um, well, can I give you a very specific example? Yeah, of course. So I'm, I'm pulling, I'm pulling myself up from the water at the lake house and your mom is standing over me and she starts telling me on how this was God's plan, which is probably true. Like, but I remember, right? but that's not helpful. But I remember being like. Can I have 15 minutes? Right. You're like, I literally just. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm not, I'm not really water. here to like tune into a Sunday special right now. Like, I really yeah. just need a moment. But I know so your hard. mom. Yeah. And I know that is, there's nothing more honest your mom could have done. Cause she wants to hear that. Because she wants to hear that. Yeah. Because that is who your mother is. Totally. And I love your mother. Like, yeah. it is ridiculous how on brand that was for her totally so i think it's i think in hindsight you have to look back to like yeah what's what's in line with who this person is like were they reaching out to you in the way 
that is expressive of who they are. Well, right? it would have also been really unfair for me to look at your mom and be like, Mickey, I need a second. Right, right, right. Because <laughs> I had never been through that. Yeah. I don't know what I needed at the time. Yeah. How could in how in the world could she have known? No, I know. And it's it's such a because here's the thing. There are people in the world that are naturally good at this. Amazing. A crisis happens. They know exactly what's needed. I am not. I don't think I am either. Can I tell you why? I think I'm naturally a selfish person. Oh, my goodness. Yes. What do you mean? I think that I think sometimes because, you know, you, the, the person I was talking about earlier, whenever they were experiencing something I couldn't relate to, so I didn't say anything. You know what I'm talking about. But. At the time, I completely thought I crushed it. I was like, wow, I didn't make it awkward for them. I just kept on scooting. So I, so I thought I crushed it. I thought I was amazing. Like they were going to give me gold stars on how I didn't make it weird. And then the next day you were like, uh, yeah, I really feel like we let them down. Yeah. And I was like, well, I how just dare pick up you? On that. Yes. Because you are, for one, you're a nine on the Enneagram. You can feel everyone's emotion like it's voodoo. And yes, for me, as a seven, when I say selfish, what I'm thinking of is like, I'm very aware of my own needs. And to the point... And you think about that a good bit. And I think about that a good bit. I wish that I could be selfless, and but I'm just being like brutally honest and be like, that is not my strong suit. Yeah, that's honest of you. Yeah. But I think it is a good question for my personality to... Because I... I don't... Is it bad that I don't think I'd consider myself a selfish person? No, I don't think you would consider yourself a selfish person. My th my question, and I don't, and this isn't a leading question. This is just knowing you the way that I know you. Are you not a selfish person because you want to help people, right? Or right because you don't want people to be mad at you? Yeah, and I think that's what I was going to bring up is that like I think a lot of what I do is like people. I I'm not a selfish person, but I'm a people pleaser. Yes, well, bad. I'm a people pleaser too. Yeah, you're that's confusing. Yeah. Um no, yeah, I get that. Maybe selfish mm. isn't the right word for me. Mm. Self-involved? Is that a better? No, I, it's not great whatever right. it is. Right. And yeah. I sorry, we're not trying to just like bash on each other. It's just honest. But yeah, I I worry that like mine is for people pleasing um or for like maybe withholding a standard that I think that I've put myself to. Can I tell the Asheville Spoon story? Asheville Spoon story. Yeah, I mean, if you want. So this, I've been confused about you ever since this happened. Wait, why? Because I don't, I still, to this day, I don't get it. We were in Asheville. Don't say I cried because that's not true. Okay, it's not true. You said I'll, it recently I'll, and you always were like, and then she started crying. And I was okay, like, we no, were I in didn't. this super hip, like homemade kitchen store and you found a rainbow spoon. Made of wood. It was like a wooden, like very beautiful, like teaspoon, tablespoon thing. Spoony scooper thingy. Yeah. And you looked at it like, like <laughs> you had seen a, a modern day miracle. You were like, this spoon <laughs> is, is, is magical. Yeah. And you looked at me with stars in your eyes. Is that better than saying crying? Yeah. And you said, can you believe how beautiful this is? You said, I have never seen a spoon. I, I want this so much. Who could I give this to? Yeah. And it was so confusing to me because I was like, yourself. Like, if you want it, buy it. But I was like, this is the greatest gift. This is beautiful. So what... I was like, I know so many people that would love this. So 
end of story or no so because in my present day is, really quick the spoon is in our kitchen so i did end up getting one for me because i literally talked you into hey what you really liked this i feel like every time you go to the person's house that you have the spoon you're going to be like snoop in their kitchen be like do they still have my spoon right and I just feel like maybe you should keep the spoon. So I got a spoon, but I also got one as a gift for my sister or something. Right. Or Dirty Santa. I think I did it for Dirty Santa with something else that year because I was like, I'll see who really likes it and see if I was right. Right. Um. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what that is. I think it's part of like how I grew up. Like my mom is very much, my mom is very generous. So when you see the spoon... Are you thinking... It, it did I could bring me a lot of joy. But you're like, I could brighten someone's day? Or are you thinking this... I, 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 it this. was so special. I just like knew someone that I had in my life would love it as much as I did. Okay. No, I, it, I believe It just you. felt like the perfect gift. That's great. If you gave me a spoon, I'd be underwhelmed probably. No, I know. But for different... Not for you. Okay. Like, I, I don't know. I, I think I'm... I think I can see something in like if if I'm in a good shopping spree of like really in tune with my the people in my life, I can definitely find stuff that I think that they would love um, as if they were with me and like they picked it out. You know what I mean? Right. But yeah, I think I don't know, though, about how to help people through times, because I think we had a conversation with friends recently about how people in general are just uncomfortable with grief and sadness and so the biggest thing people need is you just like to sit in it with them and right. to not try to escape it. Yeah. My answer is to uh, make them food or like buy them something. So and and I think that also is an escape of grief, right? Instead of just sitting in it. Um, it's way easier to be sad when you have delicious mac and cheese. Sure. <laughs> but yeah, I. But do you know what I'm saying? Like, I, th I think that's an escape for me sometimes. Well, when I go back to when we first got married, you were really sad. Like, that that whole year, you were super sad. Really? Yeah. And a lot of that was we had moved to Athens. We didn't have any friends. It was very confusing. So what did you need at that time? Hmm. Because it was helpful for me to, to tell you what I needed or what I didn't need. Like, do you know what that would have been? Because I I couldn't even cook when we first got married, so yeah, and we didn't have money you to have, buy stuff. You have come a really long way with that. Yeah, honestly, like looking back at that time, I don't, I don't think I knew. Do you know now? No, that's what I'm saying. I I I don't think I know. Is that maybe that's part of where the tension is coming from? Because you want to be the thing, you but want to give people the thing you can't yes, get. But maybe it's even hard for me to identify it. So that's why I'm struggling so much today. Right. With people suffering. Oh, that's good. That yeah. is what's happening. Yeah. Because we've all been there. Yeah, I don't know what I need. Yeah. But it's nice. Like, I know that if someone gave you, like, a gluten free birthday cake when you were sad. I think you would feel loved. Yeah, I think I like whenever people just are like, hey, he I'm thinking about you. Or like, hey, here's this. This made me think of you. I don't really necessarily need a lot of time with a person. I just I like to be alone in those situations. I like to be around people one-on-one -on -one that will let me be ugly and then listen to me and go, dude, same. Yeah, I don't know if I like that. I like that a lot. 
Because yeah. I'm a verbal processor. Like words are the most important thing to me. And if I can come up to someone and I can tell, like I remember one time uh, in the heat of the drowning thing and all that stuff, someone goes, dude, Jay, how you doing? And I was like, I've never been this sad before. And we were like at a party. And I was like, yeah, oh, kind dude, of jarring. dude, you need to chill. Like, you have no yeah, chill. Yeah. yeah, I'm like the dude at the party that wants to talk about politics and make it weird for everybody. But like, it was just like, I'm so sad. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, looking back now, what I, all I wanted was I should have been able to go, uh, I'm good, would love to talk yeah. more specifically sometime. Yeah. You know, I'm making it, but would love to talk more. You yeah. Know? I honestly think like, I'm just like sitting here thinking about, I, I do think that I, really appreciate whenever people like cook me something or it's like a food related thing because I realize that's my go-to in in serving other people. Yeah. Was it, is it the act of cooking something or if like I bought, bought you Chipotle? I think either. Okay. I was just, that's a very practical question. Yeah. Next time for you me, get sad, I don't, I don't I even think, know if I have to cook or if I can just buy you something. For me, I like to incorporate the act of like the service of doing it. Yeah. I know that's true for you. That's important for me. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think for me, it's, it is, sometimes it's enough knowing that you care, but if you can care the way that like my heart needs you to, that's like just bonus points. Yeah. Yeah. Because we've, because we're not going to crush it. Like, well, I think there's also going back to COVID. I think I, I saw a tweet that said all of planet earth is in the emergency room right now. Like mm. the whole world has a black eye right now because of yeah. COVID. We're all hurting. It's thing after thing. And it would be really unfair to put the expectation on yourself to love everybody the way that they need to be loved, experiencing the pain that we're all experiencing. Because for one, you got to look after yourself. So how can I love this person well whenever I'm not doing a good job loving myself well? Totally. So there has been times where I, I know people have been like, oh, I feel like you're kind of ghosting me. No, perfect example. I have a friend that uh, that I haven't talked to in a while. And I'm like, dude, I feel like you're like not even there. And he was like getting his dream job. Mm-hmm. And I was like making it about me. Yeah. And never once did I be like, dude, how are you doing? Like it was legitimately like ugly me being just ugly. I think quality time really matters to you, though. Yeah. Because, like, if someone, if I don't hear from someone for a long time, I don't really, I don't really sweat it. Yeah, I definitely sweat it. I take it personally. I I'm, don't. I'm calling them dirty names in my head. Now, if I'm, if I'm making an effort to reach out to them a bunch and they're not ever re- making the effort, I'm like, well, that is something wrong. You know, like, I'll definitely be in tune to that, but, um... That's not something that I really think about a ton. Yeah. I get that. That's just, I don't know what that is either, you know? Yeah. I think that we just, I, I don't think we've ever had a time where grace was more important than right now. Yeah. At least in our lifetime. Yeah. Whenever I think like, hey, we're doing our best. That's got to be enough. Yeah. Please don't expect more than that because that's all I got. I think that's a good, like, I don't know, starting point at least. All right, even even whenever like you know you're in a bad season and if like to your really close people you can even make a comment of like, hey, I just want you to be aware that like I'm not doing great so like I might not show up in the way that 
is usually common for me or maybe in a way that like seems the most familiar like it's going to look a little bit different right you know like if you and i think that's okay to say like there's that friend that you have that like doesn't come around as much whenever they're sad and you that's like an indicator like there's a tell like everybody's got a tell of like oh wow they're not doing well yeah for me it's like i will literally be like i'm not doing well <laughs> you just shouted <laughs> i just shouted at no one yeah but there's some people that like have tells and I try to I try to pay attention to that when I can, but again, like it's not my strong suit. It's hard to see if it's not actively communicated. Yeah. But sometimes you might not even you might be in such a bad spot that you don't you can't even communicate it. You know what I'm saying? No, 100%. that's what's really hard. Right. Is reading between those lines. Yeah. Relationships are just really hard. They're really really hard. We don't talk enough about adult relationships and, and how hard they are like, to maintain. I think I'm in like a pretty good spot with relationships right now, but. Um, but even looking back, just being like, man, it's really hard. Yeah. Like we're going back through, uh, Friday night lights and, or we're not going back through, we're watching Friday night lights for the first time. And there are these two best friends and the whole show starts with one of them getting into a bad uh, accident and then he gets paralyzed and throughout the show, they just like stop being friends and they come back to being friends. There's no talking about it, whatever. It's just like it sh- goes to show that like when you're a kid, it's all kind of like fickle and it's all kind of like fleeting anyway. Yeah, I like that plot line, though. It feels pretty honest. Like you're just best friends with your neighbor or whatever. Like mm. it's just a proximity thing. But when you're an adult, you have to like water that plant. You have to like really <laughs> nurture that thing. Right. No one tells you how much watering yeah. is involved. But anyway. Yeah. I think I think we're doing our best. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I just, just the plant analogy of like, well, sometimes you have to just stick your friend in the sunshine and say, grow, grow, baby. Grow. I know that whenever I got really blue, you wanted to do that to me. You just poked, threw me outside, locked the door, and be like, grow, baby. You just, <laughs> Good luck. You can come back in in an hour. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, not our peppiest episode. That's, but I feel, I feel good about it. Um, you want to jump over to Patreon? Yeah.